Welcome back to Ranking Things. I'm, I love this episode. It's pretty fun to listen to it again three months later. Like I said in the last introduction, I, I, I really imagined at the beginning of the shutdown that I would be just way into editing these episodes that I'd been kind of collecting, recording new episodes for season three. But basically, um, it became just a really, really low priority. So now I'm trying to push them out. And um, uh, this is a super fun one. Uh, the, two things. One, there is a guest in this episode, which is not in the show description, uh, that I'm really excited that that, uh, that person is on the episode. Uh, so that that definitely adds some fun to this to this episode. And um, also, I am just really incredibly mean and negative in this episode as I listened to it again. I knew it when it was happening. Like I, kind of, I could kind of tell. I was like, oh, I did kind of pick like a bunch of negative things and bad things about British culture. Um, but uh, some people may like that. I think the, the biggest complaint I get about ranking things besides it just being a complete waste of time is um, that I, there's not enough like arguing. So there's definitely some arguing and disagreements on this episode. So um, so yeah, we got another one uh, coming up in the next couple days um, of the uh, kind of episodes I did all right before COVID started. So there's one more after this one, uh, which I'll be editing and putting out in the next couple days. Uh, but here is uh, British Things with Amy Hill and a surprise guest. Welcome back to Ranking Things with Levi. I'm your host, Levi. And our guest today is, giving herself her own drum roll, Amy Hill. Hi, hey. Amy. Oh, I'm giving myself my own cheer as well. <laughs> How are you doing? Hi, Levi. Hi, hi uh, podcast world. Hi, ranking things fans. <laughs> and also, rank, I'm very excited. Call For the first time ever on the show, my wife, Jessica, is sitting and enjoying our time here at the table promising that she's not going to talk that much, but Jessica is here, so you're not, be- not going to be listed as the guest. You no. want to just be a surprise for those no. who click on listening to Amy's episode. It's kind of director's just... cut commentary. She's going to come in with... Yeah, you have no choice. There will be a director's cut yeah. commentary because Jess is on. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm here. I'm ready to lob comments. Ready to lob. Perfect. Um, we're doing top five British things, um, as is a now basically a story tradition in this podcast. I am, you are way more an expert in this than me. Okay. Because, why? Why don't you explain why are you an expert in, thing, in things I that are British? Because I lived in England for four years. Right. Four glorious years. Um, also, You're... my mom is British, so right. my whole, I have dual citizenship. Uh-huh. So. Basically, you're British. <clears throat> basically. In a way. Um, I also have Harry and Meghan's number. Oh, really? I text them. Wow. Yeah. I told them to leave the royal family. <laughs> I was like, get out. Absolute nightmare. Yeah. Come live in Vancouver. I did not. So I'm just going to go straight to uh, the royals being on my um, uh, honorable mentions because I think a fascinating thing about British people is the division over like people who are monarchists and not. Yeah. That's so hilarious. It's a, what I've understood that some British people are like, no, I hate the monarchy and we should have gotten rid of it like 150 years ago. And some are like, it's the best. I, I'm, oh, man. I, I think I'd classify, classify myself as a monarchist. Well, though. you are because you're a Canadian who went to England to spend some time. That's, I mean, it basically yeah. makes you a monarchist. Like, yes. If you didn't actually care about the monarchy, you would come to California. And Megan's actually the worst. She's ruined the whole thing. <laughs> 
Yeah, I think I think what I think is more funny than let's be real, guys. What I think is more funny than the division between like monarchists and non-monarchists in, in like English culture is the really weird people that are Americans that like follow the no, yeah, they've got the into it now. Royal family is like, like that's like reality <clears throat> TV people that think that like it's just oh look how cute it is that there's a royal family yeah. over there. Well, there's a. Um, there's it's like a, we're jealous. There's, there's a, a little bit of jealousy. On, uh, there's a special on CNN right now. And uh-huh. They're showing it on Sunday nights in Canada. I don't know if I'm assuming it's here as well, but um, and it's the royal. It's called like the royal family or the House of Windsor or something. Uh-huh. And essentially, it's called the Crown. No, yeah. there's a show on Netflix called The Crown. <laughs> kidding, guys. I'm kidding. Who, who brought the commentary? <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's it's a history lesson about the royal family. Yeah. And so my mom and I obviously sat down to watch it the other week because it started like three weeks ago and we're taping them and watching them. Right. We're recording them. Okay. Um, and the very first episode, basically, it outlines it as like, this is going to be a lesson of like what you need to know. Right. Because Megan is now part of this family. And then my mom and I were discussing how awkward it is because we're like, but she's left it now. So... <laughs> This whole thing catered to Americans is futile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's funny. Um, that gets to... Jess mentioned The Crown, which gets to my legitimacy in this conversation in that I've been to England three or four times. Mm-hmm. I have uh, English friends, you know? It's yeah. kind of like saying that you can appreciate, like, you know, a certain kind of culture because you have, like, that many friends of that culture. You know, like, oh, yeah, it's okay that I listen to rap. I have one black friend. <laughs> uh <laughs> Maybe cut that part. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm leaving that in. Because uh, nobody listens to this show anyways. But, um, uh, and then I've watched uh, a season, or two and a half seasons of The Crown. So basically, just totally Which is ready. a fantastic show. Yeah. It's so good. It is, it is good. We've, we've enjoyed it. We, but we quit in the we middle of season three, it. right? We quit, but we also just don't make a lot of time for TV. Yeah, we really don't watch TV. So, we're I don't like, know. I can't like decide really if we actually... And good people. Yeah, I'm yeah. not. I just can't decide if we've actually quit or we just kind of like it's on pause. Found other things to do for mm. a while, and we'll, we'll return to it at some point. Right, kind of like Megan. What yeah. an American yeah, way basically. of life, you guys. <laughs> what American thinking? Yeah, we I'm just kind of bored with this royal stuff. I think I'll leave it and come back when so, as I please. Well, the crown will continue long enough to actually like get to another our, pregnancy. The current, the, the oh. current royal family. I think it's only like will Megan be like a, a character that is played on the crown. I think it goes up to her it'll go up to the queen's um 60th jubilee which was only a couple years ago. Oh, okay. So it's like six so se- six Diane's seasons. Okay. Yeah, so it'll be six Diane's seasons death. and they cover 10 yeah. like episodes, right? I asked if it was going to get into another pregnancy because if if Jess and I were to have another child when we had Pippa is when we like watched the first two seasons of the crown. So I mean, we we prioritize. It's not Netflix an again. announcement. It's not an announcement. No, again, we are not. We are not pregnant. Um, basically, so far I've covered. Are they though? I've covered. Are they? Racism and possibly, uh, <laughs> possibly anti pregnancy. So this introduction is going well. Stay tuned to my podcast, which I will start up after this podcast <laughs> about Levi and Jess, <laughs> the Jellinos. Um, the inside scoop. So we're doing top five British things. This is. Uh, quintess- things that are quintessentially British. Mm-hmm. So, like, classically British. Uh, oh, wow. That is such a British thing to do, mm-hmm. or say. Or but I like feel like my do. list is going to widely differ from yours. Because Why? 
Because you're better at it than me? Because I have insider trading. Insider yeah. Because I've lived there. Oh, so now so what I consider to be... It is a flex. Weird flex, <laughs> but all right. Um, what I consider to be quintessentially is British. Is like actually British. And mine's just like and a you, perception. Like the American perception of like Britishness. You'll be like Harry Potter. I'm, I'm not going to say Harry How dare you say I'm going to say Harry Potter? <laughs> I was going to say owls as your mail, si- mail system. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> It's the only way to get post. <laughs> um, all right. So, uh, yeah. Do you have any other? Um, well, actually, let's do. If you have, do you have any honorable mentions? Things that didn't make the cut. Do we do that at the top? top no, we do. We usually do it at the end because we don't want to reveal too many things. But mm. I think this is such a wide ranging list. Like it's okay if you've got like number six, number seven, number eight, because there's a lot. This could be a lot of things. Um. Okay. You know, like. Basically, I'm asking like, is Hugh Grant on your list or not? Because that's one of the most British things that I know. So. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna. Can I do my honorable mentions afterwards? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's fine. We can hold because it it'll tie into. Okay. Yeah. Then we get straight into the list. So we start with your number five. Okay, my number five is. Um, Why are you so nervous? I've text. Okay, it's chips with curry sauce. Okay. Have you ever experienced this? Oh, actually. I've experienced this. Yes. I have thoughts, but continue. Okay. So I was thinking about, I was trying to, when I was approaching this, I was like, okay, we've got to think like food is like one area that I would want to cover in the top five. Yeah, it's online. Um, and we were discussing the other night about how great um, Indian food in England is. Were we? Yeah, I was there. There we go. Commentary for the win. Yeah, I feel like it's a whole different like kind of food. Like British Indian food is like a, 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 a go ahead. But it's but it's, it's it's a high it's a high bar. In Birmingham, I mean, there's so there's many so good places good. to go and get Indian okay. food. Whereas if you're out, well, I mean, if you're out where where I am, um, Paris, France. Yes, Paris, Ontario. Oh, Paris, Ontario. Um, it's the Paris of Ontario. <laughs> <Literally>. <laughs> um. It, that's going to be few and far between, right? Like if somebody right. says, oh, I know a good Indian place, you'll go and you'll have it and you'll be like, eh. Yeah. Um, but in Birmingham, it's like, I found that when people were like, well, in England in general, when people were like, I know a good curry place, yes, it is good. It must be really good because yeah. there's a lot of them. Okay. So this decision of curry chips is an amalgamation between that oh, okay. and the classic fish and chips. I see. Which You're I trying to do a two for one Yeah, with this. everyone goes, oh, yeah, you go everywhere for fish and chips. Um, I actually found that more people went to the fish and chip shop to get chips with curry sauce on it. And that was like, to me, I was like, no, I thought you guys always get fish and chips. And was was it like a curry ketchup? So here's the, here's the, exactly. Just making a point that curry sauce itself (laughs) is an English thing. Like that's not Indian at all. You don't go to India and no. find curry sauce that you can just throw on. So it's the ultimate Britishism. British. Exactly. I'm saying it's Chips very British. Sauce. Yeah. So it's... I, I, I didn't it's... know it until I went there. Okay. Right? Yes. And then... So it's like the thing that you get... It's just so easy for them to make. Yeah. Uh, for like a fiver, you get like a thing of like piled high chips. And right. then this... Oh, it's... Oh, it's right. So I mean, I have, so, I have thoughts about great. food. So I'll, I'll touch my thoughts on English foods later. But that's a classic. Like it, many, many British. nights out will then end with, should we go and grab chips? Go to the chippy. Go to the chippy. Yeah, I love that. Um, and chips and curry sauce became my like go-to okay. thing. My number five is soccer. AKA, oh, you just, <laughs> I just like calling it soccer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my number five is football. I think uh, yeah. it is, it has been, it's very, very British. It's mm-hmm. obviously the, 
Uh, the leading league in the world is in Britain. Mm-hmm. That is a bond that we share as friends as being uh, Premier, Premier League fans. Yeah. Um, uh, I think it's, it's just such a British game. I've, I've actually done some reading on the history of, uh, of football, mm. college football out of respect in England. Um, I think it is cool how, how much it was tied to the community. And basically it's like, we don't, we have, in, in the States we have multiple games, yeah. but there's not really a game that li- like literally everyone plays. Like everyone, almost everyone plays yeah. soccer in the, in the, in, in, uh, in Britain, which is, uh, which is cool. I just think it's very British. I think yes. like, it's, it's very much the world's game as well, but it's like, you know, you can clearly imagine it's a tied so British person much playing into it. British culture. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. it's and and that's been fun too. Of becoming a fan, um, in 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 Premier League soccer, even there's there's different tournaments where big teams. This I explain this for the American audience. Big teams will play based on the tournament and luck of the draw kind of thing. Big teams will play like these tiny community teams, which is really hard to imagine. Like in the states, it's as if the Dodgers would play. Like the like the Simi Valley high school team, mm. like really, that's that's literally the level that we're talking about, like level one versus level ten. It's mm. pretty amazing, and that's that to me is really fun. How like a, a community can kind of um, get involved in like the highest league. So, I mean, again, you know, it, it, England is the size. Well, the entire United Kingdom is like the size of California, so it's hard to imagine that a that there is a whole twenty team league and what is the, the size of the state of California, but uh, super fun game to follow, very British. Have you watched Sunderland Till I Die? I have not. I need to start that. It's on yeah. Amazon Prime, right? Yeah. Uh, I Well, it's on Netflix, but oh, okay. it might be on Amazon as yeah. well. I'm not sure. But. I watched a bunch of episodes of the Amazon Prime series, um, the Man City, uh, what's it called? Uh, Nike produced it, or, and Amazon spent a ton of money. But yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, but I'd highly recommend it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, good. soccer. I mean, I've, I've talked about soccer before. Soccer yeah. has been like really one of the revolutions of my adult life. Like, but it goes like into it. it actually, just follows like the city of yeah. Sunderland. Right. And it explains it shows, the culture. Shows like yeah. Yeah. Like they get together on Sunday and like at church they'll yeah. like pray that Sunderland has a good game. Yeah. And you're just like. Yeah. So wild. What is yeah. That? I think I think the only like sport that has that fanaticism level in the states is like. Um, the NFL football, but actually, yes, there's been yeah. there's been a couple of interesting comparisons between uh, this is getting sports nerdy, but um, SEC football, which is a a specific league in college football, which is really tiny towns that have mm. these big teams mm. essentially, just because of how things have worked out in history, and uh, that has been interesting. And then SEC football will have fans from places very far away. Yeah. Anyways, it's a kind of a random aside. Look into that if you want to on your own time because that's just my number five. So what is okay. your you number save four? Save it for your hot sports take. Yeah, save that for hot... Well, no, we have a, we have a whole different soccer-related <laughs> hot sports take coming. So more sports later. Are you so glad you sat in on this one? <laughs> okay, my number four is BBC's 1995 production of Pride and Prejudice. Oh, yes. 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 <laughs> just involved yes. Yes. <laughs> Very yes, British. <laughs> so what were the actors in that one? So, um, well, Colin Firth <laughs> as Mr. Darcy. It was Colin Firth's breakout role. Never heard of that guy. All right. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to interject here with yeah. a quick a quick yeah. tale. So when oh, Levi oh. and I started dating, excellent. Um, I think it was it was 
right when we started dating, right? Like that like first Like literally summer. the first summer, yeah. Yeah, okay. 2007. When Levi had like his wavy surfer We're 20, hair. Levi 20 and 19. had his wavy locks. Oh, golden years. What's that? We're, we're age 20 and 19. Yeah. So I um, was spending a few weeks at Levi's house in California, my first mm-hmm. time in California. Mm-hmm. And I told him, you know, this, this, there's, you know, something that's very important to me. I'd like to share with you, and it was need to get this. It was Pride and Prejudice, and I and I said you have to watch the whole, the whole thing with me. So you watched the series, so yeah. Wow. So thirty or twelve years ago. Yeah. So I, I had say him thirty sit episodes. Down, so sit like down and watch it with me. The trade off <laughs> was supposed to be that I was going to watch Braveheart with him because. Oh, okay. He thought that you know Braveheart was to me what Pride and Prejudice was to Jesse. Yeah, that's what I thought. It was a quintessential but, um, Levi, you know, movie, I guess. And I um, I lasted about two minutes. I put a pillow over my face and I said, I will to honor my pact, I will sit here with this pillow on my face for but the I, whole rest but of the I movie. Can't watch it. But I will not be watching it. You but I will watch sit during here. the speech. Mel Gibson's like finest speech. No, I, I just, yeah, I, I just mean, gave up right there's away. clearly just, redeemable yeah, parts about Braveheart. Um and so. you know, I think Jess Jess really threw down the gauntlet at that time in our relationship yeah. and said, "Listen, you went the whole like, I don't have to do everything you want me to do." Yeah, you know, That's just true. from the kids. Well, it was well, a power move. It was a power move. Like, yeah, I would have done move. it. I would have sat. I would have sat there, but I wasn't gonna watch it. I just couldn't. Yeah, do it. I, mean, I couldn't do it. Would you anyway, rather? The point is, leave could, I watch Pride and Prejudice with me. Would you that rather? Was, that was the point. Would you rather rewatch Pride and Prejudice or be hung, drawn, and quartered? <laughs> I mean, I think I've aged since then too. I mean, I would maybe be more, inter- you know, a little more interested. But Fred and Prejudice is a tough hang. I mean, the six-hour version—that's tough. Well, okay, tough did for a lot of people. Watch it in one shot? No, we had we did we it in a couple it nights. Up. Yeah. Okay. We yeah. Broke it up. So so here's so here's another thing I learned. So when I went over, people were like, "Oh, do you like Pride and Prejudice?" And I was thinking, two thousand five, mm. Kira Knightley, Sub- um, subpar. Yeah, Matthew McFadden. And so funny you can guess his name is just bang. <laughs> Obviously. Oh, that's still a, a great movie. But that not, is a but that is a way. thing over there where um I was quite uh what am I gonna say? Like immediately corrected that no no no. Um we're talking nineteen ninety-five, um BBC British series, um, and with Colin Firth and Jennifer, I wanna say Ely is how you say her last name. Yeah, that's she's American. Right. That sounds right. Um so I hadn't seen it. Okay. Um well, and then were you even I watched it. I know, right? Um <laughs> and that's how you your dual then I watched it. So I do if if it's like an afternoon and I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna put something on I'll put on the Kira Knightley one. However, the BBC one is more accurate in dialogue, costume, production, oh, just everything. And, and the the whole Colin Firth Colin scene Firth. where he goes for a swim and comes out of his little lake. Oh, yeah. Um, so I think it was like two years ago. They did a 12-foot statue in um, the Serpentine um, River in Hyde Park. Of Colin Firth, of Colin Firth coming out with his shirt sticking to his rippled body, because <laughs> England had voted it as like one of the top. Uh, That's amazing. Scenes in yeah. all time, <laughs> everything on film ever, sort of thing. Um, so yeah, but the, it is quintessentially British. That's funny. It's amazing. Yeah, 
I, I mean, it, and just like Jane Austen, everything about it. And Mr. Darcy. I just don't. I, I just don't have a lot of commentary, maybe on being British, but mostly just on this particular issue. It's a good thing I'm here. Good thing you're here. <laughs> Brought it up. So my number four. I'm so glad you watched it. Is uh, watch it tonight. <laughs> <laughs> my number four is male pattern baldness. <laughs> <laughs> or more. Um, I, be- I, I believe I just lost every hot male British oh, wow. friend that no, you no, ever no, had. Hot take. Oh. Listen. It's actually, yes, there are a lot of bald British men, like, okay. and, and baldness is, like, more acceptable over there. And also, it's, like, more a discussion. It's also more like a discussion, right? Okay. Um, uh, like, Wayne Rooney, like... Wayne, all the hard-hitting discussions Wayne, tonight, Wayne Rooney, Wayne Rooney, Manchester United, great. Yeah. Had, like, well-discussed hair plugs for, like, 10 years. Yes. Right? It's also because, here's my deep, no, second layer of the onion. Deep cut, yeah. It's a whole nation... Of faded glory, general shame, and self-loathing. Everybody in the whole country feels that way about themselves. Are you talking about America? Or? <laughs> maybe, maybe now. Maybe after. Maybe yeah. after the have last you, five years, the last three years. Turn on the news recently. But I think it was the it was the great empire, right until World War Two, and ever since then it's been a nation of bald men emotionally. Wow. <laughs> I discussed this. I've discussed this with my other uh, one British friend. Ew! <laughs> I'm not gonna, I'm gonna just I can review my sources, but Harsh it's the I nation of bald men. So, uh, you know, they, they convince themselves that baldness is like something that needs to be covered up. It's a whole other. You know, it's a whole. Yeah. Anyways, it, okay, to me, well, it's a I'm very trying British to fight thing. my fight my corner for England over here. So let's okay. just uh, let's see. Um, do you want me to go to number three? Sure. We're just dropping. You just yeah. ignoring. <laughs> I mean, go for uh, it. Go for it. What's number I mean, three? I'm trying to think of who has who has great hair. Mick yeah, ja- Mick nobody. Jagger. Colin Firth. Colin Firth. Yeah, has, Colin Firth. Colin Firth Come has on. amazing hair. Mick Jagger. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to let Mick Jagger go by. Paul McCartney. Clearly, mm-hmm. oh, Paul McCartney has got like a widow's peak beyond all. Richard like, Branson. He's got. Yeah, definitely had some luscious work. Hair. That guy's had work everywhere. Luscious hair. <laughs> yeah. um, I'll give you Colin Firth. Okay. That's it. Yes. Hugh Grant. Dang it. Yes. <laughs> yeah, with you, Grant. Oh, play the ace. Okay. <laughs> Number three, Great British Bake Off. Okay. Yeah. Yes. It's like top three most British things. <laughs> yeah. All right, good. You got to go into your uh, invitation that you regaled us with now. Oh, no. This is terrible because if people listen to it. <laughs> Nobody listens to it. Maybe just let it come about more naturally. Nobody listens to this ask, podcast. You know, ask more well, we're talking, uh, the, the structure is there's always, they'll give you the task and then... There's What's usually, an example of the task? Just like, like they'll have to make, yeah, or like a blonde a blondies, sponge. yeah, yeah, something, yeah, something that has a lovely, yeah, jelly. Like there's a Genoese sponge on every episode. Like my favorite was is always Pastry Week, right? Because they have to make pastry and then they either fill it with, uh, fruit and jams of assorted flavors. Much like we're going to be doing tomorrow. Yes. Or, well, you're going to be doing that. <laughs> or um, they then have to fill it with, like, savory. So, like, bacon and just right, right, right. all things amazing. Um, so pastry week is definitely my favorite week. But you'll always have, like, Paul will come up with some random thing that you have to make. Um, or, like, I don't know. Let's say like chocolate eclairs or something. So okay. They've done that before. Right, right, right. 
and you'll always have the one person who'll be like, well, this is great because I, you know, I, <laughs> but she'll be like, there'll be the one woman, you know, who's sort of older and she'll be like, oh, I made chocolate eclairs last week. It wasn't too bad. You know, my, my nan and all this kind of stuff. And she'll just ace it. Um, and then you'll have one guy who's like always like a builder or a, yeah, yeah. some sort of manual yeah, some labor. Some of some sort, yeah. yeah. Don't know what it is. Never seen it, Claire. Don't know. <laughs> don't know what it looked like. Don't know what it tastes like. Gonna, gonna take a crack at it. Whack it in the oven. <laughs> whack see, it in the oven. See what happens, you know. And oh, it's just gonna be. That's gonna be shocking. People are gonna text me over that and be like, <laughs> <laughs> "I apologize." It's so <laughs> don't be ashamed. Don't be a nation of bald men. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that'll be the you know. Um, and then there's yeah. Then there's always like the perfectionist that just right. nails it. And you're like, oh, it's horrible. But the show has had an amazing run here in the States. Like so many people on Netflix. It's, and it's it has a to be the British version. Like no, is there, there an American is, one? Um The Great American Bake Off can't be no. true. There's there is a, there's a Canadian one, but it tanked. Well, yeah. Any yeah. yeah. Well, hey, let's not go. <laughs> Classic <laughs> Empire countries yeah. just following. <laughs> You've offended so many people already. <laughs> Don't offend Canada. Well, here's another offensive one. My number three is bad food. I think it's amazing that the UK gets away with having some great food culture when it doesn't. All your good food is stolen from other places. I mean, the natural food... Like what? Like, it, like well, you talked about great Indian food. And then yeah. really, this, like the only good way that you... Or the one you brought up was like, let's make this British by putting so, a weird sauce on So when sauce I drive fries. around in California and see all these great taco well, places. burgers and, okay. <laughs> which tacos is, are original in California. Yeah. We just stole California okay. from someone else. The you should have stolen things Italy I've eaten on this and then trip. claimed Italian food. Great sushi. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> great Mexican well, food. So we're talking good about... Good Thai food. Good Thai food. So maybe talking about the amalgamation of well, foods, you know, that's Indian all very... Food. Good Indian food. That's all very yeah, real. We had good Indian food. Good Indian food. Let's talk actually, about, let's talk about things. Oh, what was the soup stuff? Ramen. <laughs> Great. Let's, oh, let's go for ramen. Let's talk about Danish pastries. Right, yeah. <laughs> but, I love having But what is, what is only English food? Let's take peas and mash them into like a mash. Well, that's gross. Excellent. I mean, sausage, very weird. I think Pip would object to. I mean, I like sausages, but Bangers the sausages are not something to be proud of. I mean, like an English, cover, again, covering your French fries. Sun- I literally wrote cover French fries in all different weird sauces, and you mentioned like curry. Curry chipsy. sauce is amazing. Well, it's but it, you know, it's, <laughs> it's just cheap ripoff. I just don't. I think it's a little overrated. All your good food is stolen from someone else. Now, have you say, ever like, had though? Have you ever had a typical like a Sunday roast? Yes. With like yeah. roast beef, yes. Yorkshire, Yorkshire pudding. pudding. Yorkshire pudding's pretty potatoes, good. Potatoes, your roasted okay, veg. Listen. That the Sunday is roast, you, you, you've nailed the Sunday roast. Yeah. I agree. Okay, I have to see the Sunday roast. Everything else, just just not sure. You know what do you what can you even I grow? I think you need to watch it's more British Bake Off. <laughs> what can you even grow? It's a small rocky island. All right, <laughs> that's what you're dealing with. Oh man, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's leave this one. <laughs> I have one. I have two, I have two left. You have, I got I two. Know, okay, shall I move to number yeah, two? Go to your number two. <clears throat> number two is tea. Oh, oh wow! Tea is one. tea is in my top two as well. Yeah, tea is number two. Um, it's just so great. I love tea. <laughs> mm. 
I think I think also what it is is the the copious amounts of tea that is consumed in England is also because of the weather there because it's not just it is often tea weather yeah what one of the things I yeah so I think over here people in North America I'm gonna say I'm not gonna offend oh okay you know Americans specifically um (laughs) so I think in North America people associate tea generally speaking as like yeah on a cold day or on a rainy day or something I'll make a cup of tea I'll cozy up in England it's just like it's the first thing you have when you wake up it's like the first thing you offer to people when they get there Yeah, Yeah. yeah it's um yeah it's like a it's a comfort thing right what you know what can i it's it's a way of showing like politeness and like hospitality and like yeah. can i get you some can i have yes. can i get you a yep. cup of tea yep. but also because of the weather over there because it is generally terrible <laughs> so many superlatives yeah wow this is <laughs> my goodness man um because it's generally uh more like it's wetter weather mm-hmm. um tea just it's a way of just like oh, it just warms you up. Right, just right. Grab that mug and mm. mm-hmm. so it's like a it's like a survival thing. Like if I had as many cups of coffee as I did tea, I would be jittering. And yeah, it's like, more damaging to your health. Yeah. I, I mean, I know tea has the same amount of caffeine or more or something. People say than coffee, but it depends on your tea. Yeah. yeah, it's just yeah, it's a hospitable thing and it's a comfort thing and it's lovely. Lovely. I have thoughts on tea. I um, I'll go ahead and strong tea though. I don't like weak tea. So my tea is my number one. So I'll okay. just say it. My tea is my number one as most British thing. I think. Yeah. It's because because I don't think there's another culture where it really is like you're saying. It is the go to for every situation. Yeah. Every. That's drink. what's amazing is, any time of the day you can expect a cup of tea, mm-hmm. which here like at Justin and I's house it's like you come over and I'm gonna offer you something but mm-hmm. I have to like quickly decide like hey what's the mood what are we doing mm-hmm. is it in the morning do you want coffee do you well, want water always gonna offer tea but well, I'm just, just a I'm just a but you're a tea drinker yes. that's you also, why also love the uh, BBC version of um, Pride and Prejudice but yeah but I think there's a <laughs> but there's a there's like a go to that is a that's such an integral part of, part mm-hmm. of culture that it's yeah. like that it's like oh is it 10am is it 10pm doesn't yeah. matter doesn't matter right. what time you walk in the is door. It, is it whatever? What are, anybody, are, you, are you sad? Are you happy? Anybody like a cup of tea? Anybody yeah. like a cup of tea? And it's having that go to is uh, yeah. is amazing. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, just again culture. You gotta have a tea. You gotta have your nice cups. You gotta have a snack with it. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it is the most British thing. Again, like number one. So I'm really curious what your number one is because my number one was tea. My number two <laughs> is another negative one. Um. <laughs> a feeling. Three out of five. Yeah, I went baldness. Negative. I went went baldness, bad food, and then a feeling of a premier understanding of comedy, or snobbery. Okay. Well. So a feeling like only we know what funny is. I mean. So. (laughs) Okay. Here's the thing. American humor is very slapstick. Not, I'm, not, I'm, not saying, I'm not just saying American humor. I just think but like, you're American, so I, I'm saying American humor. <laughs> so that you understand because you're American. No, and, and I, I know, I understand that like my sense of humor is different in that I think like humor the ridiculous and yeah, slapstick is like funnier. Very obvious like, humor, I feel like. But it's funny because it's else. obvious. Yeah, uh, yeah. But that's the thing. Br- British humor is more slight and it is at themselves they know how to take yeah. the mick out of themselves yes, they and do. they know how to 
I think it's the pride in that because it's like that's just a style of humor. It's not like now that is what's funny. But but my point is that that is that that is very British to have to have not only this specific kind of humor, but to believe that this specific kind of humor is the best. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there's a because, <laughs> because it's true. There's a, there's a combination. <laughs> there's an interesting combination there that that is very very British. Like mm. like after tea. You know, and above bad food and baldness is this feeling that, like, only we understand what's funny. And it's this very specific vein of humor. Like, yeah, I could, I could be funny in that world, but instead I choose to be ridiculous. So you're saying, as an American, <laughs> I, was, I mean, hang on, that you don't like it when a nation tells you that they're the best at something. Because I gotta say, I mean, I'm not, I'm not a proud American by any stretch. My point in this conversation is that, <laughs> it just... is that it's just humor. Because again, I'm not saying that British people are proud because they're generally not. They're a nation of bald people. It's a, uh, it's, this, <laughs> it's this feeling of, uh, of again having this this super refined sense of humor that is very very British to me. That's my number two. I'm having flashbacks to the episode of Ranking Things where you ranked travel tips with your dad and your travel tips, like you changed half of them. During I'm not changing. I'm holding. I'm no, holding to this. Just because you you realized how bad they were. I mean, we could give you we could give you a chance to change some of these from like buy a water bottle to you know look for look for good good no 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 very different very different yes both of these were prepared in about the same amount of time but i've thought a lot about britishness and and little about travel less less about travel tips (laughs) (laughs) anyways that's my number two a feeling of a premier understanding of comedy aka snobbery is my number two my number one is tea what is your number one okay so then i well i mean my number one was your number five football football footy Mm. I just think that is quintessentially British, whether you love it or hate it. Um, because the act of coming home on a Sunday and being like, we have to watch the football match is met with joy from or one half me. of the, you know, right. one half of the crowd and disdain from the other half of the yeah, crowd. Yeah. Um, I also think I always grew up with my mom telling me about like England winning the 19. 19- 66 world cup against uh-huh. germany at wembley and her dad listening my grandpa listening to it on his radio and when they won he like ran out into the street and like everybody was just mm-hmm. like going mm-hmm. crazy mm-hmm. um and i didn't fully appreciate i never followed premier league or um international before i moved to england right um and then yeah, when I moved there, I started following it. Just in terms of when you move to a new country, it's it's things like what, what can it's it's like um, there's stories about um people who move to Canada and the first thing they start to do is watch hockey, right? Because everyone talks about it. So also, it's, it's a thing, nighttime like, activity. Yeah, it's easy to quickly find like, a and it, and it's just like you're if you're in a new country and you want to talk to your neighbors, yeah. you're like. So how about them leaves? And it yeah, just like yeah, spurs yeah. this conversation and at work and whatever, right? So a safe place, yeah. I immediately started to follow Premier League because I was like, this is a conversation starter. But then what I loved was the stories behind the teams. I love that um like 
I love that Jamie Vardy is working yeah. at a factory oh, and playing in stunning story. You know, um, a lower league, and then all of a sudden he's yeah uh, brought on to Leicester, and then Leicester have that unbelievable year. I love that um, England never won a World Cup match on penalties, and then they faced Colombia. I remember that happening World Cup uh, twenty eighteen, right. summer in twenty eighteen. Um, how the whole country gets behind it. Everybody gets caught up in the stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like in in Canada, you have, and I guess that's obviously World Cup, but yeah, just like how everyone gets behind it. But like you said, like in in America, you can have people getting behind all sorts of sports. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It could yeah, be yeah, baseball. Yeah, yeah, it could yeah, be basketball, yeah. football. Canada, it can be it can be hockey, um, but there's so many teams and there's right. you know. Yeah. So, the... It is a national identity, for sure. Yes. Yeah. I think... And I think just because, like, football is, is like, you know, they call it the, um, like, it's the people's sport, into, like, worldwide. Yeah. Um, not everybody plays, uh, not everyone plays American football or baseball. I think it's Correct. funny. Um, That's hilarious. Oh, yeah. I think it was um, Whitehorn, James Whitehorn's dad... I forget his name now, but Anthony Whitehorn. Anthony, he made a comment in one of his talks about how he thinks it's so funny that Americans call it the World Series when only American teams are playing. Yeah, um, it is funny. I mean, I, 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 inarguably, it, it, I think that's it, it is very British because it is so critical to British culture. Mm. But to me, and I'm only saying this because I get a lot of reviews on this show, maybe you know, two or three, <laughs> where people say that we don't disagree enough. You know. So I'm going to disagree just for, okay. the, for the sake of the audience. In terms of my ranking. Just specifically it, yeah. that it could be two, but tea is uniquely British. Yep. And soccer or football is definitely the world's game. Yes, and that's what I really yeah. enjoy about it. Now, your point is when England is in the World Cup, it really, like, the whole like country Euros goes wild or, about yeah. it. Or Euros especially, yeah. or everyone has their clubs. But it's still a thing where it's, like, on Sundays. Yeah, yeah. It's playing in every Which pub. Right. It's yeah. playing in yeah. a there's, lot there's of the only... living rooms, you yeah. know. It's yeah. Love soccer, and we're gonna we're gonna. So that's a little bit of a transition into yeah. our next section, which is gonna be the hot sports take. But let's really quick recap so, our top five before okay. we get to the hot sports take. So just yeah. really quick, and then I'll do my five. honorable mentions. If okay. That's all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. But I'll just hold thoughts on soccer till the yeah. hot sports take. So yeah, do your top five, and then, well, I'll do my top five. You can do yours and honorable mentions. Mine okay. was mine was soccer or football. Number yeah. five. I'm saying soccer just because I'm a proud American. Sometimes. Um, Four was male pattern baldness. Three was bad food. Two was a feeling of uh, snobbery over comedy. And one was tea. All right, so three incorrect opinions and <laughs> two correct ones. Uh, my number five, chips with curry sauce. Mm-hmm. Number four, BBC's 1995 mm-hmm. Pride and Prejudice adaptation. Um, number three, Great British Bake Off. Number two, tea. And number one, football. football. Your list might be a little better than mine. Uh, your honorable mentions. Honorable mentions. Um, Wimbledon. Yeah. That is quintessential well, British, and like it wraps a lot of things up in terms of like you have your tea, you sit on Henman Hill, you have your strawberries and cream. And it's my understanding too is my understanding pims. of British culture is mm. that you either are a soccer person or like a Wimbledon person. There's there's kind of like you're either fancy or not. 
So I'm not, I'm not, you know, I can. Yeah, I, I guess I, I mean, there. I just enjoy sports in general, so right, I guess right, that's right, why. Right. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know game. people that love tennis and hate hate footy. Right. Um. So yeah, there. So that's the honorable mention. Pub culture, yeah. like pubs, the fact that it, you know, you can go to the pub for a pint every day after work. Uh-huh. I mean, that's very much uh-huh. a thing. Yep. Um, I think if you did that here, people would be like, does yeah. Levi have a drinking problem? Is yep. he okay? Um, no, it's just part of pub culture. And also, in North America, we have, like, sports bars. You know, you go, and there's a TV in, like, every inch of the place. Right, right. British pubs. Yeah, you don't have to crane your neck at all. Yeah, just and it's, like, the, the sound is blaring, and, like, you can't even hear yourself think. Yeah, yeah. Um, British pubs don't have that. They'll have a section, though. They'll have, like, you know, somewhere, and there will be a TV, and it'll be one TV, you right. know, and if yeah. you want to watch the footy or whatever. But for the most part, no TVs in the wall. Yeah, yeah, Talk yeah. to each other. Get a pint. Have some chat. Um, you don't have to serve a million things on the menu. You yeah. don't have to have a million TVs on the wall right so that's an honorable mention um and then uh love island oh no yeah yeah that's an honorable so mention. that's i don't know if you heard but that's really taken over the states only in this last year yeah it, it it differs from like the the, the normal reality um reality shows because reality shows are on on a weekly basis right love island is on on a daily basis perfect for a couple months uh-huh. um and Everybody that I knew watched it pretty much, which is crazy. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then I'm gonna say love actually, just so you don't shoot me in the face. Yeah, yeah, it's gotta be there. Or just Hugh Grant, I guess. Yeah, Hugh say. Grant, just for the Americans. Because I mean, I love four weddings and a funeral. That was another one. We right. were gonna rank our favorite. We might do that maybe in another follow up episode. Follow up episode. Top five Hugh, Hugh Grant, Grant movies. movies. <laughs> yeah. I just that one, That's the first one that Jess is gonna host. That's mine. That's okay. Gonna be Top mine. five. Yep. Okay, you and I can do that. <laughs> bonus <laughs> bonus <laughs> podcast. Um. So yeah. Yeah. That's what I would say. What about you? Honorable mentions. Um, can you go out on a positive I, I could, note? Well, yeah. I think the Royals would be on there. <laughs> Let's see. I think the Royals Let's would be see. on there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh um, yeah. Royal family. I think. Uh, again, like the Commonwealth countries to me is just an interesting Britishism, you know, mm. like, oh yeah, we totally care about New Zealand. It's like, oh, that's kind of weird. Like, you know, um, I think it's very British. Um, uh, small cars. Um, that's basically all like I got. Mini, mini Coopers. Yeah, just that's Mini Coopers. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. But yeah, that, I don't have too many, too, not too many honorable mentions. All right. All right, so we're going to do Hot Sports Take, What Are You Eating Lately, Parent Corner, and What Would You Like to Plug? So, as a special edition for our Hot Sports Take, you and I were going to do yes. our top five U.S. Women's National Team players from the yes. 2019 World Cup run, yeah. which was an epic run, by the way. Now, we decided to do a different topic so we could actually get listeners to our episode, yeah. because pretty sure if we did the top five U.S. Women's National ones. Team players, we'd be the only listeners. We're going to go through really quick our top five. We're not going to go one, 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 one. We're going to say them all five. Just, and then I want like one line after each one. Uh, just the least you can do after each one. And then uh, that'll be our hot sports take. Okay. Um, would you like to go first? Yes. Go ahead. Okay, number five, Juilliards. Like mm. ridiculous um, headers. And, yes. Uh, yeah, she's great. Uh, Becky Sauer run. Mm. Unbelievable defense. Yeah. Um, Allie Krieger, I think she's one of the 
most underrated defensive yeah. players. Yeah. Um, and she should get more starts. Set pieces. That's what I was going to say for Julie Ertz. She's set piece key machine. on set piece. Yep. Um, Kristen Press. Holy smokes. Why yeah. is this girl not playing more time? It's very weird. Yeah. Okay. She's well, phenomenal. We're making, and then, a, we're making a big point. Go ahead. Yeah. And then number one, my favorite player of all time, Tobin Heath. Wow. And I think she's one of the most talented players in soccer. So I think it's amazing. Regardless of Did you not include gender a league, anyone. Did I, cause, because I said at one point we shouldn't include a Pino, or did you not? No, I, okay. I, I mean, right, that's fine. she would so be an honorable your mention. Point, I so your, that. so the, the point is really quick that yeah. I only share one, and I think that's a, that's the whole point that this team the is depth. stacked beyond. Yeah. It's just stacked beyond yeah. stacked. That was, yeah. Now, what was really fun about the 2019 run was they, they this was the first year, for, for people who don't understand women's soccer, this was the first competitive year, mm-hmm. like by far. Mm-hmm. But then what clearly happened in the World Cup is we just had too many good players mm. and there was like a different hero each game mm-hmm. and other people other nations had like three or four good players and we had like 12 yeah and that's what is obviously now witnessed by like you, you we only shared one actually mm. so you picked five and I'm, i picked five my five my top five was uh so i'm trying to be quick because not enough people care about this <laughs> um Crystal Dunn was oh, the defender that we'd put yes. on the best player. And it's so fun to watch. She yeah. would just eat people. Yeah. Like, whoever your best player is, doesn't matter. You're going to get dispossessed by Crystal Dunn, like, yeah. ten times. Paramount. My number four was Tobin Heath. Because Tobin Heath was, to me, what I love about watching women's sports is when a woman literally would, wants to kill somebody. And Tobin Heath is that person. Like, she yeah. was going to kill you. Yeah. Right? That was a blast. My number three was Sam Mewis because I yeah. because I respected her as basically the, she's basically who I am on the soccer pitch, which is like gets very little time, but is like pictures herself as like the catapult that you slowly wheel up, right? <laughs> to then just to then finally like knock that goal in that you want or like stop someone. Yeah. She's she was like always a sub. Uh, number two was Rose Laval just for her final the goal in the final, mm. which was just gorgeous and yeah. just her passion. I like how tiny she is mm. and just how much she loses her mind. Then my number one is Megan Rapinoe because I feel like she was the icon yeah. of that 2019 yeah, run. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. She, she did so much mood. more she, than... She, yeah. trans, she like transcended I that. think she was like yeah. an obvious choice, I would yeah, say. So, but yeah. Right. Um, and I'll just say honorable mention in terms of like goals of the thing would be Lucy Braun's goal, um, England versus... Oh, I can't even remember, but look it up. It's insane. Yeah. David yeah. Beckham was there. Yeah. And they show him What's, celebrating uh, in the crowd, being like, that was a good goal. What's amazing about that whole thing is we said nine players. Neither of us said Carly Lloyd, who is like the starting forward. Just It, it doesn't I matter. I think she's overrated. It, that's fine. I think she's overrated. I think she's she scored overrated. Like, she scored like a million goals. That's, yeah. what's, that's what's amazing yeah. is like, that shows how she's like. She's like, to me, All Carly right. Lloyd is the Sidney Crosby of U.S. soccer. Wow. Like Sidney Crosby's really... Yeah. Super talented, Good, but not like. Yeah. But I think he's overrated. Yeah. All right. What do you? But that'll be another podcast. Oh, that NHL. was it. Oh, NHL. Top of that's, that's deep cuts. I'm not the uh, host for that one. Okay. Uh, what are you eating lately? Fish tacos, mm. as many as possible. They're so good. Discuss. They're just so, uh, like. I mean, what is there? Well, interesting about fish tacos is they basically were like new and interesting ten years ago, mm. and now they're like at every restaurant. Yeah, and they're great. That's, they should be. That's what's great. They should be. They're like I really can, hard. I can get to them run. at every restaurant, which is great. <laughs> I think I love that after I have them, I don't feel like as heavy as like if I have like a standard taco. Right. So they're not as greasy, and then the grease because the grease isn't like taking away from that flavor. You taste everything else that's on mm-hmm. your taco because fish is essentially like flavorless. 
Mm. Um, well, meaty. the fish that they put yeah, on fish yeah, tacos, yeah, yeah. I should Very say. Very light, yeah. Um, but yeah, super meaty. Um, and I like kind of feel like I'm eating healthy. And then I like that's, slather that, it in. That's like, amazing. Perfect, perfect description of a fish taco yeah. is like that, that perceived level of health yeah like, i'm like oh, oh yeah. this is way healthier fish than taco. Like, this is a good choice i'm basically yeah. eating salad yeah exactly um and then they ask do you want grilled or fried and you're like uh, fried, fried. Yeah. fried so that it can like all stay together <laughs> oh, like, an idiot. um what am i eating lately i learned a trick to scramble eggs slowly and constantly like if you constantly s- stir them mm-hmm. and it turns into much more like basically the curdles are much smaller yeah so it's like spreadable mm-hmm. which i really really enjoy so i'm giving that if, if someone wants to google it um, I think that's how the French do it, isn't it? Yeah, there's yeah. like there's like a fancy you know if you scramble you can Google uh, binging with Babish basics scrambled eggs. That's a YouTube YouTube channel called Binging with Babish uh, basics scrambled eggs. And I learned that trick on there, which is something I'd heard before from from Jess's cousin Mitch that you you could constantly stir your eggs and they become this like nice like uh, uh, creamy, much more creamy, even though it's literally just an egg. Like same ingredients. There's also a Jamie Oliver video, scrambled, oh, yeah. scrambled or eggs three ways. Oh, um, okay. On YouTube. Nice. And that I think that's where I learned. How I feel to like do people that. should learn that. Like it's like we all eat eggs a lot. Yeah. Or you should. Yeah. Because they're the perfect food, and um, you know, learn different ways to scramble them. So you can decide: Do I want them like hard scrambled or soft scrambled or fried? You know, give yourself yeah. more options. You know, it's an easy little uh, life improvement. Yeah, you know. Here we go. All right, uh, parent corner. I mean, I don't have kids, so I've been thinking about this one. Well, you live with kids. I live, yeah. I live with tiny people. Um, <laughs> is it just a story? Yeah, a funny story about your parent about uh, about. Uh, Maybe we should just rank Pippa's um, I was gonna say top a f- five British things in her <laughs> life. I was gonna say a funny story about Pippa. Go so for it. yeah, that's fine. Um, we all went camping over the past three days. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think my favorite Pippa moment is when she, uh, wouldn't go to sleep Yeah. because Jess is obviously a terrible mother. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. You're doing a great job. Um, <laughs> I was at my wit's end. She though. was at her wit's end. And, um, so we were all in an RV and I went into the, uh, bathroom to like brush my teeth. And then, um, Pip was like wide awake like there yeah, was yeah, no yeah, way yeah, she was going yeah, to sleep yeah, so yeah. we all came to the conclusion well we'll go to sleep and then she'll know this is time right, to go to right, sleep right we'll turn all the lights off remember this yeah. this is like 905 <laughs> yeah <laughs> um and we were, we were all, we were all so tired yeah and um so while i was brushing my teeth i heard everything go quiet and i thought oh man she she must we did like, it have, yeah. yeah we all reached the clear and I open the door so slowly and I'm opening it on like my left hand side, like swinging that door open. So I can't see the bed where she and Jess are sleeping. And then sleeping. I poke my head out and I just hear, hi Amy. And I turn to my left and she's just like sat up full of beans. And I um, extracted what American money I had in my pocket, which oh, was yeah. 37 cents. Yeah. And I held it up to her and said, this I will pay you 37 cents if you go to sleep right now. This wasn't the most helpful thing that you've ever done, by the way. <laughs> so I gave your daughter 
filthy money. Just three coins for her yeah. to like okay. throw around. She, yeah, she took it and didn't go to sleep, like, so she doesn't associate money with going to sleep. That's now, good. So that's fine. So that's my parent <laughs> corner. Like that was my immediate uh, <laughs> response really. to that. Situation. That's good. That's great. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. gave her. Can I pay you things that she could swallow? <laughs> money, which is like the dirtiest thing in the world right now. That's very um, true. And also just the fact, like I will reward you if yeah, you yeah. do a basic thing such as listening <laughs> to your parents wishes so i mean so three for three and my, she didn't listen to any of that so that's my my parent part. corner is also pip related obviously she um i'm really really recognizing over the last week or so how much control she has over me when she does something cute mm. particularly so like she sits she has a little table here in the living room and she says dad like daddy sit and I'm like, well, yeah, I'm gonna. You, you just told me to sit next to you. I'm clearly gonna do that. Like, yeah. like, even though I'm doing something way more important, like, yeah. I'm dropping everything because you just told me to sit. And I actually taught her that I I would read a book one more time, and I'd hold my little mm. finger, my finger out, my yeah. index finger. I'm saying, you know, this is terrible for the podcast medium, but there's a very clear visual here where you hold your index finger out one more time. I'll read the book. Well, now. I'm fi- I finished reading a book and she holds out her index finger, but she holds it like uh, like too close to her face, like adjacent to her nose. And she says, one more time. Yeah. And she says like questioningly. And the problem is I can't say, I, I like taught her the unbeatable spell. Yeah, right? you can't say no. Like, can we do this one more time? She puts her finger by her nose and I'm like, well, yeah, I can do it one time because that was the cutest thing you've ever done. So yes, like I'm gonna do that. So it's really I I've got to figure out the counter spell to one more time. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Well, now what do I say? Like no, I'm out of times or like whatever. You know, move on. But what if you every time she asked for that, you just played one more time by Daft Punk? <laughs> just like try to get like a false uh, false association. Yeah. Yeah. Is that the um, that's been that's been hilarious. Just the one more. I think it's so cute. One more time, and she doesn't always say. Like more correctly, she'll be like one time. Like what? <laughs> You're better now. Anyways, she's the best. She's, she's a cute kid. Yeah, she's, she's pretty cute. She's, pretty she's good. annoyingly cute. Like pretty even good. after we get three hours sleep, and the first thing I hear in the morning is, "Hi, Amy. Hi, Amy. <laughs> what am I gonna do? Snap? Yeah. I'm like get roll mad. over. Come I'm on. like hi, Pip. And I heard her this morning. Amy sleeping? Oh yeah. Is Amy sleeping? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I'm trying yeah. to <laughs> go away. Go make me a coffee. <laughs> Do you have anything you want to plug? Um, are we talking hair plugs? But <laughs> terrible. Wait, guys, I want to terrible. do. I want to do Pippa's. Uh, can I do Pippa's top British, top five British Pippa's, things? Yeah, Pippa's top five. So yeah, we'll just yeah, skip. Top we five can... British things, just real quick. Okay, Great. this is me interjecting into the parent corner. Okay. Wonderful. You're oh. the best parent um, in the room, so. I uh, don't want these to be in any particular order. So I'll just... That's I mean, why you hate... It's a ranking mode. That's why you hate the show ranking no, things. It's fine. I'm so I'm, bad It's basically why I started the show, because my best friend and my okay. wife would not rank anything with me, so... Okay, well... <coughs> hmm. All right, I'll try to do it in order. Number five, Thomas the Tank Engine books. Mm. Nice. Number four... George Harrison. Peppa Pig. Wow, yeah. number four. She loves Peppa Pig. Wow. All right, you got three bigger ones. I, I hate ranking things. <laughs> okay. Okay. I number, mean, you hate ranking things in general. Number, not that you hate ranking things the podcast. Number right. three, scones. <laughs> she does like scones. Oh, nice. She does like she scones more scone. than more than Peppa Pig. Particularly blueberry scones. Yeah, blueberry okay. scone might be her favorite With food. lemon curd. 
really well, she's not that bougie <laughs> she is she has lots of tea parties she's California um, she's bougie I'm gonna say number two her friend Afia Standeven oh dang it nice. you really might have it and okay. number one galoshes yeah, galoshes are definitely is like. Is that in the correct order? You're talking about wellies? Wellies, wellies, wellies are. We don't call them galoshes. Okay, well, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. <How> is that? <laughs> so wellies, wellies. She recently <laughs> got those though. Context. But the things themselves are wellies, like yeah. kind of a British. They have been yeah. her her real true passion. Yeah, the pig wears them, so yeah. that's how I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But does she say, "Can I put on my galoshes?" No, no, she, she like, doesn't. She actually only watches Peppa Pig and Espanol, so it's a little confusing. Um, she might not even know how to be British, to be honest. <laughs> but she, um, she, she's from she uh, El Salvador. So, right. nonetheless, just to quibble, the galoshes or the wellies are new. I'm sure that she they wears belong them every the list. moment of every day. I, I, I know. That's why they were not Yeah, I guess that's a current ranking. Okay, fine. I guess Peppa Pig might right. actually be fourth. You may, you may have crushed it. I might have just crushed it. All right. What do you want to plug? Is any like uh, charity or uh, cause or something that you feel like you want to just give a shout out to really quick? Um, Open hearts and open minds. Just can't go wrong. Just keep that. Yeah. Good idea. Uh, Mine was that everyone should actually go ahead and invest in good salt. So it's worth just spending a couple extra bucks. For your driveway? For, for your food? Salt. No, or... for your food, yeah. Okay, just, you're talking to Canadian. For all that bad food? Classes yeah. your life up. Yeah, especially for your bad food. <laughs> all right, that was Ranking Things, Top 5 British Things with Amy Hill. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Amy. Thank you. I'm never coming back. <laughs> I was so offended. <laughs> Which is a British thing to do, right? Yeah, Be it offended? Is. Yeah. And thank you, Jess, for coming on the show. Love you very yeah, much. No problem. Thanks for having me, Levi. <laughs> <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.